Right to be read podcast, episode number eighty-six. Interview with Nathan Chan. Did you know there's a new place to sell your audiobooks besides ACX and Audible? There is Buck Books. Authors, I know most of your audiobooks are sold exclusively through ACX, but on any new books you have, a one-day sales pit stop at Buck Books is a no-brainer. When your narrator finishes your audiobook, send us the files, and we will feature it to tens of thousands of our active subscribers and growing for one day only. You get some great sales, and the very next day you can upload it exclusively to ACX. This is a great way to help offset the cost of production on a new audiobook and start building a strong relationship with the world's hottest free book promotion service, Buck Books. Not sure how to go about getting your book made into an audiobook, or having trouble deciding if audiobook production is right for you? With an audiobook team of ten and the lowest. Production cost around. Buck Books is ready to help you finally add this lucrative format to your author portfolio and sell it too. For more information, send an email to John at BuckBooks.net. That's John J O H N at BuckBooks.net. You are listening to the Right to Be Read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Write to Be Read podcast, the podcast that inspires and encourages writers. I'm your host Anne Alexander, and today we have yet another interesting interview. Today, my guest is Nathan Chan. Nathan is the publisher and editor of the Founder Magazine, a digital magazine for young entrepreneurs on the App Store and Google Play Store. Nathan launched Founder in March 2013 from his bedroom, and in a small period of time. It has become a top ten ranked business and investing magazine on the App Store, and he has the pleasure of interviewing some of the most accomplished entrepreneurs around the world, namely Sir Richard Branson and Adriana Huffington, and much more. But surprisingly enough, today we won't be talking about magazine publishing and entrepreneurship. Today, what we will be talking about is how to use Instagram, because besides all the other things which I already mentioned, Nathan had amazing success with using Instagram to. Raise brand awareness to gain new readers and customers, and also enlarge his influence. So let's meet Nathan and see how he did all that, and how we can use Instagram to build and enlarge our audience and readership too. Hello, Nathan. Welcome to the Right to Be Right podcast. I'm really, really happy that we managed to make it, and we found the right time to connect. Thank you for having me, Annie. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Well,、um, we know that you're successful in several spheres, but I wanted today specifically to talk about Instagram because I was really surprised that you know that's the channel which could. Be used、um, for entrepreneurship as well, because、uh, I don't know. I mean, I have this image of Instagram being like you know the thing where you make selfies and you know take photo of your <laughs> dog and and you know, <laughs> take photo of your desk. And it, it, for me, it was like the image of Instagram was 
completely personal account. Mm. And so for I kind of, you know, I ended up realizing that there are plenty of other things that you can do with Instagram. So um, let's start like from the very beginning. How did you end up being on Instagram and not taking selfies and photos of puppies (laughs) and things like that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, look, so don't get me wrong, I have a, a personal Instagram account that I use for selfies and dogs and, and photos with friends and stuff like that, but uh, we started on Instagram just over five months ago now, and to give some perspective for your audience, we've grown a following from zero to almost 110,000 in just over five months, and it's been a game changer for our business. Uh, you know, we're rapidly growing a mail database now at at least anywhere between 1,200 to 1,500 signups a week onto our mail database. Wow. Um, it's been insane just from a community and grant brand exposure perspective as well. So I got started because, uh, you know, a little bit about me, I run a, a digital magazine for the App Store and Google Play Store called Founder, and it's a magazine about entrepreneurship. Mm. And, you know, things were going well, but I was looking for a ch- another channel to, I guess, grow the magazine. And, you know, Facebook was okay, but it's a pay-to-play kind of platform. Twitter is good. However, it's more for driving traffic to your website And I had a lot of friends that were having a lot of wins on Instagram, you know, selling physical products, health food products, and all sorts of things like that. And funnily enough, about nine months ago, uh, one of our readers of the magazine came to me and said, hey, Nathan, I've got a massive opportunity for you. I read the magazine. I love it. And I think you're really going to like what this opportunity is. And and he said, I run a... uh, an Instagram account that has 20,000 followers. It's about entrepreneurship and I post motivational quotes. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking that if you pay me, you know, $30, $40, I can do a post on Instagram and I will post like a, a you know, a feature with Richard Branson, like the Richard Branson cover and mm-hmm. uh, we'll get you a lot more new readers. And nine months ago, we tried that. And this guy actually, funnily enough, was uh, from Melbourne, from where I'm based as well. And we tried that and it didn't work. I, I saw no I saw no increase in sales um, mm-hmm. and I didn't see anything, any results. But then long story short, just over five months ago, I was bringing on a new intern. So I forgot, I f- said to myself, you know, this Instagram thing, not worth my time. And then about... Yeah, just like uh, just before we started on Instagram, uh, five just over five months ago, I was bringing on an intern to to work with me for a little bit, and uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to get him to manage our Instagram account. We'll give this Instagram thing another try, and I did a couple of posts on our Instagram, and I just saw our sales just spike. Wow! And I was like, oh wow, I'm onto something here. So. I looked at that guy that that was that was uh, a reader of the magazine and and saw that he had he'd gone from about twenty to eighty thousand followers and I was like oh geez I need to you know catch up with him find out how he's doing this and this kind of took me on down a path to just battle testing and doing everything I could 
to really grow our Instagram account because I saw such a return on investment in time and also from a revenue standpoint for our business. So that's what got me started and I'm a, a massive fan uh, as, you know, it's it's our one of our best sources of customer acquisition right now and, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time on Instagram but, uh, you know, it's, it's insane uh, how many opportunities we're getting, uh, you know, it's just it's just, it's just amazing. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, and 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 it does sound like it's more fun being on Instagram than on Twitter or Facebook. I have a feeling, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is about Instagram. It's just really it is a fun platform to use, and it's even more fun when you see the results you get uh, for your business. Uh, that that's that's even better. Um, and and it's just it's amazing, you know. The amount of messages you get from people and and how much you're impacting and helping them. Yeah. So if we kind of you know try to understand what it actually gives, so you're getting a brand awareness, you're raising your brand awareness. Uh, it's a channel to um, acquire new customers. Yes. Uh, what else does it do? Do do you get more email subscribers or you know what else are you getting from your Instagram account? Yeah, so yeah, as mentioned, uh, we're doing close to anywhere between 1,200 to 1,500 new email subscribers a week. And from there, we can yeah get more customers um, and yeah, definitely more brand exposure. Okay. So more, so more sales, so more sales, leads, traffic, opt-ins, you name it. Okay. Well, it's it's just, you know, it sounds ideal to me. So that's why I would like to kind of um, transfer this to authors, let's say, self-published authors, and try to understand what they could do on Instagram to get similar results. Yeah, great question. So the really, the, the, the great thing about Instagram is the engagement is amazing. Like if you compared it to Facebook, uh, I read a statistic that it's 50 times better than Facebook. Wow. So I get sometimes for certain posts over thousands of comments, you know, we get like sometimes 5,000 likes on an image. So that that's just a starting point. Like in terms of social, I, I believe Instagram is the best channel and the fastest growing channel if you want to get brand exposure, traffic, leads, or sales. So as an author, what I would recommend to do is you want to build your name, your brand as an author. So you know if you want to become an influencer for a certain niche or topic, you need to be serving that community. And to serve that community, you need to be producing content. So whether that's on Facebook or Instagram or your blog or on Twitter, I believe, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I I post content on Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and LinkedIn, but we get the most traction on Instagram. So I believe that authors, they should use Instagram as a channel. Mm-hmm. So you can use it for building your email database. You can use it for driving traffic to your blog or website. You can use it for to drive people to a shopping cart or sales page or your Amazon. Uh, if you know if if your audience is selling their books in Amazon, you can you can drive them to a link in Amazon. There's all sorts of things you can do around educating your 
for prospective customers, future customers, and current customers around what you do and why why you do it. Mm-hmm, I see. So let's say if you're an author who's writing, um, let's say a fiction book, because usually fiction is harder to kind of, you know, to push through the competition and kind of, you know, to, to position yourself as a fiction writer, it's it's a bit harder. So let's say you're writing a fiction book, which will be coming out in, in about six months. So, mm-hmm. um, and Let's even pick a genre. Let's say it's a romance book. Yep. What kind of content you can already start putting on your Instagram account during those six months in order to start acquiring potential readers already? Okay, that's a great question. So if it's romance books and you have, let's say you have a website, it's like a romance blog or something along those lines where you write about content and then you, you know, you publish books around that, Mm -hmm. that content to become an authority. I believe, you know, a great way to start would be romance quotes. I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is about quotes, but they just work so extremely well. And they're, they're really shareable. So people always want to tag their friends and all sorts of things. So I know for a fact that there's a lot of high traffic Instagram pages that are around romance. And there's a lot of people that I'm sure that, you know, love these kind of um, books would follow these accounts, uh, these high traffic accounts on romance, love quotes, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So if somebody loves to to read romance novels, there's a there's a good chance that you know they would follow these kinds of pages. So it comes down to posting posting content that really resonates with your audience, that that triggers an emotion. Like I would ask the question to your audience, you know, what is the kind of content that you're posting on your blog, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Google Plus, on LinkedIn, on the other channels and come up with a way to make it an image because obviously Instagram, you can only post images. So come Mm -hmm. up with a way to serve them and make it an image. And, and I believe quotes is a great way to start either quotes or facts. You know, they're, they're very, very good ways to, to create content that people will share. They will tell their friends, they will tag their friends. And, uh, yeah, that, that's where I would start, you know, with founder, you can have a look. We just got startup facts, tips, business advice, and quotes, you know, heavily on quotes, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of these high traffic, um, Facebook pages or, Twitter pages, they all post quotes too. I don't know what it is about quotes, but if you're an author, you know, quotes, you know, you you, you craft words for a living, you know, (laughs) wouldn't it make sense, you know, because quotes are so hot on Instagram, wouldn't it make sense to do, you know, Hemingway quotes, you know, all sorts of, you know, quotes that really resonate with you that would resonate with your audience. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, let's imagine. I mean, I did this just a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, actually. I set up the Right to Be Right podcast um, Instagram account. Yeah. And um, well, you, you start from scratch basically, and you start producing content and putting it out there. And uh, how do you? What do you have to do? in order to start gaining audience, uh, I mean, followers, and get people to know that this account exists? Yeah, great question. So, 
you know, you could start an Instagram account and you could just post content and you could do it for as long as me, you know, five months and you could have, you'd be lucky to have a thousand followers. So there's definitely a lot there that we have done to rapidly grow our followers. So the first things first is, you know, comes back to creating content that really resonates with your audience. And then the next piece comes to creating content that's shareable, that people want to share. So that's why I like quotes and I think they're very, very powerful. But either way, you've got to be creating content that's valuable, that, that provides value, that keeps people wanting to come back. Mm-hmm. That's 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 why, you know, websites are so high traffic like BuzzFeed because people always want to come back. You know, I want to come back to see what's happening. A lot of people write to me and they say they love waking up every morning to see what founder has posted on their Instagram. They come back. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the first place to start. Then the next place to start is it comes down to consistency. You have to be posting if you want to do this properly at least, you know, two to three times a day. You need to build momentum because the more you post, the faster you will grow. You know, we've posted thousands of images in the past five months. I've gone kind of crazy on it. So that's so that's that's the next piece of the puzzle. And then after that, once you've got your content down pat, you really need to be utilizing hashtags. Now, hashtags are very, very powerful on Instagram and they allow you to, I guess, reference like a backlink to your photo. Mm-hmm. So uh, hashtags are very, very key. And then there's something else that I find is really powerful to give your following a kickstart and eventually it hits tipping point is to just follow other like-minded accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, like the follow me, follow you strategy, it might seem a little spammy, but it definitely works. And we've, we did it for, you know, the past five months. We're not doing it anymore because we don't need to. We're over a hundred thousand super engaged followers, but to give our account a really big kickstart, you know, we got at least 20,000 followers from, just doing follow me, follow you stuff, you know, following as many people as we could from like-minded accounts. And then, yeah, um, those, uh, you know, 30 to 40% would follow us back and then just rinse repeating that formula. So it's very, very key that I, and I must mention this to your audience, that you know what, you know, similar accounts or, you know, similar type, you know, find out where your starving crowd hangs out on Instagram. So mm-hmm. have a look and find out, you know, if you are writing Uh, romance books and novels, you know, have a look at these love quote pages and find the high traffic ones, find the top 10 influences in your niche that, you know, serve your community, find out where they're hanging out and see what they're posting. That's even better to know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you need to be looking at what other people are posting too, especially the influencers, because every single market has a, a set of influencers in the space. So you need to know who they are. And eventually, Eventually, you need to become friends with them. You need to do, you know, business development because then the next piece of the puzzle is once you've got your content down pat, your hashtags down pat, you need to get other people to start sharing your images mm-hmm. and it's uh, called S4S, so share for share. Now, now there's there's a lot to be said about share for shares. Uh, you know, I get asked 10 times a day, 
Nathan, they don't know who I am, but you know, well, they might know that it's just me behind the founder account. A lot of people think we're a big company. <laughs> um, and they say, you know, they send us a private message or they email me or they, you know, write on our contact form and say, hey, I want to collaborate with you. I want to do a partnership. I want to do this. I want to do that. Can you just give me a shout out or do a share for share? They mm -hmm. don't even want, these people don't even want to reciprocate. They just want a shout out. And unfortunately, there's no fair exchange in value and I, I just can't entertain that. Um because it's you know why why all of our hard work would we let somebody leverage that? Um, it's it's it just it's like asking someone for money really that you don't know. Why why would you give someone money that you don't know where there's no exchange in value? So I think it's very very important that you build a relationship, but also try and provide as much value as you can with these other influences and network and work out some sort of relationship where you can help each other out and. That is when the real power comes when you have, you know, other accounts shouting you out. And it does even if you have an account like let's say you have a couple of thousand followers. So, so if you follow my strategy, you'll have, you know, in a few weeks a couple of thousand followers. The next piece of the puzzle is to contact other accounts or other Instagram pages that have a similar following to you. You know, they might have 4,000 or 10,000 and you will say to them, Okay, let's do a share for share, but I will do three share. I will do three posts of your content shouting you out, and you can do one, so mm -hmm. you can match the amount of value. Or you can find someone else that has two thousand followers, and you simply both shout each other out, and you know you'll see that that you get a boost in followers, and you'll see that you get a boost in people clicking on your bio, and you know it's mm -hmm. just it's just a flow and effect, and that is you know. I could I could sit here and talk about it all day, Annie. But that that is the main premise of how we're growing so fast, and and what I recommend to your audience to start getting some traction on Instagram. I see. So you mentioned two things, which I would like kind of to clarify, because you know, for for the very beginners, uh, we need to kind of to open up the brackets. Let's say you mentioned. Sure. You mentioned hashtags and um, yeah, I'm, some of them know hashtags from Twitter and, you know, we know the logic of how it works. And uh, for Twitter, for example, there are places where you can go and see the which are the most popular hashtags per sphere and which are the most popular ones, etc., etc. So are there any reference places where you can kind of evaluate or get the list of relevant hashtags for Instagram? Yeah, there's one called hashtags for likes, which is it's a great question. Hashtag for likes that I highly recommend that website. Or you can just research your own. Okay. And if you want to research by your own, I mean, what do you do? You look at the similar accounts post and see what hashtags they are using or there is another way to research? Yeah, yeah, that and also try and find, you know, because you can do hashtag searches within Instagram, try and find which are the most popular hashtags, but then also try and find niche obscure hashtags as well that, you know, you might get a little bit more appearance on. Mm -hmm, I see. And you also mentioned about similar accounts, but the influential ones, like the bigger, biggest ones. How do mm -hmm. you evaluate that? Is it by the number of followers or there is some kind of rating of, of the accounts or something like that? Great question. So, you know, there are accounts out there that 
they might have a lot of followers, but their engagement is very, very low. So you need to find accounts that are, have a legitimate following. So, you know, it, it doesn't happen often, but you will stumble across accounts that have, you know, might, might have 50,000 followers, but they get, you know, 100 likes per image. So you know for a fact that they've just paid for like all those followers and they're not real people, they're just mm-hmm, bots. Mm-hmm. So always engagement always matters. Engagement is the most powerful thing. So it to me it doesn't matter. It does well it does matter how many followers you have because it's a metric, but it's only a vanity metric. I must be very, very clear that Instagram having a certain amount of followers, while it is great, what really matters is using that following as a channel to grow your business. You want to get results. So I've never been that concerned with the amount of followers we have. It's great social proof, but it's more of an indication that, you know, we can grow our business through this amount of audience. So I always look to the engagement of accounts and you can you'll get an idea of 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 what is a healthy account and what not when what isn't. But you generally want to find anywhere between one to three percent followers to like ratio, which mm-hmm. will help you find out a healthy account. Use that as a metric. Mm-hmm. To to suggest whether the account is healthy or not, and um, yeah, yeah, it's all about the engagement. But obviously, follower numbers do matter too. Mm-hmm. I see. So, how do you draw? I mean, how do you engage these people and drive them to whatever, wherever you want them to get? Uh, do you put the link? I mean, you can put link only in the description bio, right? Correct. Okay, so so that's the only place where you can use um, the link to drive people to wherever you want them to go. And um, so how are you making sure that, I mean, how are you kind of, you know, making it more efficient to make sure that more people clicked or look, I mean, do they even look at the bio? And uh, I mean, uh, how can you boost that part? Because they might look at the images and then just, you know, continue uh, their way through Instagram, right? Yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's a very, very good point. And there are, would be plenty of people that uh, would just look at our images and not click on our bio. And that's fine. I'm prepared to play the long game. It's all about the long game. You know, same with Facebook. You know, you can, you can create content and, you know, you might just post the, you know, for example, uh, on Facebook now, videos have a lot of power mm-hmm. and all people do is post videos. A lot of people might just watch your videos and never click on the link in your bio or go to any website. So you have to be prepared to play the long game always with this social or, or writing or blogging stuff. I think it's very, very important that you have that mindset. And I think that it's all about building trust and developing that connection and relationship with your audience and community. So if you're posting stuff they that resonates with your community on Instagram, the deeper and deeper that you build that trust and the deeper and deeper you build that relationship, even though you know they might not know you as a person or they might uh, as time goes on and, and they listen to your podcast or whatever, 
they will want to find out more about you. They will trust what you are saying is the truth and they just will naturally be inclined to want to find out more about you and and your business. So it does take time, but there are certain things you can do to make a compelling bio. So one thing that I recommend is be very, very clear in your bio what your account is about. What are the problems you're solving? You know, mm-hmm. um, I think – uh, that's very, very important. And I think using bullet points, you know, we don't for founder use bullet points in our bio because our bio, its whole purpose is to drive people to click on our link and go to a landing page. Mm-hmm. And I'm using copywriting in our bio that is very, very powerful that will entice people and to click on that link. And I know for a fact that less people click on the link if I have a bullet point bio. Mm -hmm. So bullet points are really good, I think, for a bio just to, you know, discuss what your account's about, the problem you're solving, you know, what you're going to get if you start following us. I think that's really, really important. And then the next piece is uh, if you do a tailored image on – telling people, you know, if you click on the buyer what you're going to get, uh, that makes a massive difference too. So the link in our buyer goes to a landing page which gives away a gift, like a lead magnet. Mm-hmm. And it's called it's it's just an issue, like a magazine, one of our magazine issues, and it's the the issue is is just a guide and it's called the definitive guide on how to start an online business. And like in the past six weeks We've had over, you know, 7,000, 8,000 people download that guide. And, you know, in our bio, we have a strong call to action with strong copywriting saying, want to start a business but don't know where to start, press on the link to download your free guide. Mm -hmm. So they're the kind of things you can do, tactics, strategies, hacks to get people to click on your link, but you have to be prepared to play the long game too. And you cannot, yeah. Like there'll be plenty of people that, you know, out of the 110,000 people that follow us, there'll be a, a decent proportion that have never clicked on our link. Um, and I'm fine with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Instagram is an amazing channel. The amount of emails and people that are signing up to our email database is amazing, like so so large that, you know, a lot of my friends with high traffic websites with hundreds of thousands, millions of views on their website don't even get that many opt-ins. So, and I I created this channel in five months. So it just goes to say, you know, the power of Instagram. Amazing. And how do you deal with, I mean, I'm, I'm really struggling being in Armenia with time zones and things like that. So well, you mentioned that it's effective to at least uh, post two or three times a day on Instagram. So how are you kind of figuring out when exactly is the most effective time frame to post? Yeah, another great question. I pretty much post like we post more than two to three times, probably about five to six times a day. And, you know, I post when I wake up and then I post maybe three or four hours later, then just keep posting every three to four hours until I go to bed. And that's just how I post. Unfortunately, there is no scheduling software for Instagram. There is scheduling software, but it's like Instagram has a very tight API. So you, it 
the scheduling software is not supposed to exist. So there is software out there, but it probably will be shut down in the near future if Instagram, you know, cleans up their act and and mm. tells them to shut it down. But there's no legitimate scheduling for Instagram. Like there's no you know Hootsuite don't mm-hmm, offer it. Mm-hmm. No, no, Buffer don't offer it. Unfortunately, it's just um, you have to just post on your phone. You can't even post from your computer yeah. either. You can't even view content. You, you can view content from your computer, but it's better absorbed on your phone really. Yeah. And and let's talk a bit about how to create that content because I know there are many different apps which help you kind of put the image and the text together and come up with really nice uh, quotes or any other content you want to have on Instagram. So which ones do you recommend most? Uh, I really like Word Swag, which works for iOS, so mm-hmm. all Apple devices. However, if you're on Android, I'd recommend Fonto. So it's P-H-O-N-T-O, which mm-hmm. is a good one for Android. And yeah, those are some really good apps to create content. Um, otherwise, if you want to do it on your computer, I'd recommend Canva. Okay, so you do it on your computer and then send it to your phone. And, uh, and from there only you can post on Instagram. Uh, for me, I don't do it on my computer. I do it on my phone using Word Swag. But as an alternative, Canva is good if you want to do it on your computer. But yeah, you can't post from your computer, unfortunately. Yeah, I love Word Swag as well because they have so many nice uh, background images to choose from, which is another issue. You kind of save time not searching for images yourself. You kind of pick up the most relevant, one, relevant ones, which is quite neat. <laughs> mm. Okay, so what else do we need to know? Are there any, uh, I don't know, special tricks that the newbie people won't know unless, you know, someone tells them? Like I, I just found out recently about the direct messaging, which I don't think many people know about <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, so look, I think what I've just shared with you is is the best uh, stuff. I think especially the follow me, follow you strategy and the share for share stuff is pretty powerful. Um, hashtags is very powerful as well. I think when it comes to direct messaging, it can be good. Uh, like, yeah, you're right that uh, direct messaging isn't that well known. Um, but, yeah, you can private message people via Instagram However, yeah, look, I have built our email list via direct message as well. Um, I just have templated messages that, you know, I save on my notepad and I just copy and paste them for certain things that people write to me. I have made sales um, directly from Instagram through direct messaging where somebody has said, you know, you know, how are you doing this? Um, we, we actually launched recently an Instagram course And a lot of people always ask us, you know, how are you guys growing so fast? So I have a templated message saying, you know, we get this question all the time. We've actually created a course. Sign up for that, you know, to be notified about the course here. And quite a few of those people that did contact me did actually sign up for our course. So it does work, uh, but it's not very scalable, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I think 
I think the best thing to do to grow is just really post engaging content that your audience loves that is shareable. Uh, use hashtags to your benefit and do the follow me, follow you strategy, rinse, repeat that, and then also do share for share stuff. And look, that that is the main gist of it. You know, in in my course that we we launched called Instagram Domination, we do unpack uh, you know, a lot of these strategies and, and help, help you do it step by step and hold your hand. But that is the main, that is the main stuff that we have used to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I can see. also, you can also do paid shout outs as well. So you can pay other accounts to shout you out. We've, mm-hmm. we've spent about, probably about 1500 US on, on paid shout outs, which has brought us at least 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you don't have to do paid shout-outs. Uh, just depends. Um, but that's a whole nother, whole nother area where, you know, you have to be careful to find out that the count's not dodgy or, mm-hmm. you know, that they are, that, you know, they do have the engagement that they say they have, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that could be a bit tricky as well. <laughs> yeah. So is uh is your course still open to register like if if my listeners would be interested in in that are the doors still open or you've closed them already? Um I've closed them for now but we will be opening depending when this interview goes live we we will be opening it uh, mid to late April. We're just working on it now okay. uh to relaunch it again but okay. uh if, if your audience are interested, you can go to founder, F-O-U-N-D-R, no E, M-A-G, so foundermag.com forward slash get I-G, so G-E-T-I-G, so uh-huh. foundermag.com forward slash get I-G, and uh, you'll be notified when the course goes live again. Okay, I see. Well, thanks a lot for sharing this awesome content with us and the tips uh, which you're actually <laughs> selling for money <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah <okay. laughs> yeah, yeah no was, that's fine it was very valuable so uh one thing to keep in mind for impatient people like me is that it's not sprint it's a marathon so it will take time mm-hmm. and yeah, we have consistent yeah and so we have to be consistent so you know anyone who you know who who would like to try it out and who has the time and the desire uh to kind of push through it i'm i'm sure that it's like one of uh, the not yet overused channels to try to get into mm, yeah i think so obviously this is a bubble that's going to burst one day so for me I'm all about if you find a good channel, you just hit it really hard, you hustle really hard on it, and that's what we're doing, and uh, we're getting some great results. Yeah, and it's great because, I mean, uh, if the results are in terms of customer acquisitions and email list uh, building, then you kind of, you know, whatever happens later on with Instagram, you still got these people with you anyway. Yeah, that's right. It's all about, you know, serving your community and growing it as much as you can to further serve that community. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Nathan. I really appreciate your time. It was really nice talking to you. And I'm sure my listeners got tons of value. Oh, you're welcome, Annie. 
Well, it seems like that's all I have for today. As always, if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to it on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you've got just one minute for me, please leave a review and it will enormously help grow the podcast and inspire and encourage even more people. I hope you're having a productive and nice week and I hope you keep writing and you continue building your dream. Did you know there's a new place to sell your audiobooks besides ACX and Audible? There is Buck Books. Authors, I know most of your audiobooks are sold exclusively through ACX, but on any new books you have, a one-day sales pit stop at Buck Books is a no-brainer. When your narrator finishes your audiobook, send us the files and we will feature it to tens of thousands of our active subscribers and growing for one day only. You get some great sales and the very next day you can upload it exclusively to ACX. This is a great way to help offset the cost of production on a new audiobook and start building a strong relationship with the world's hottest free book promotion service, Buck Books. Not sure how to go about getting your book made into an audiobook or having trouble deciding if audiobook production is right for you? With an audiobook team of 10 and the lowest production cost around, Buck Books is ready to help you finally add this lucrative format to your author portfolio and sell it too. For more information, send an email to john at buckbooks.net. That's john, J-O-H-N, at buckbooks.net.